Now, as I mentioned uh, just before the news, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen was gutted and then he was fast. He, he got stripped of the race one victory uh, when Tickford Racing and Walkinshaw and Dreddy United both put in a protest over the cooling system used by the Red Bulls and they finished 1-2 in race one. Uh, the protests were upheld. They found the cars were in breach of the rule uh, around the driver calling systems not being placed correctly. And as uh, Caller just mentioned just before the news, uh, the calling systems uh, were to the right of the driver and packed with drivers instead of being to the left of the driver, as per the rules. So they did move them into the left, and then Giz, um, just a phenomenal performance to get up and win race two and we've had a couple of texts about his prickly uh, press conference afterwards so uh, Sammy we've got that ready to go so here's Shane Van Gisbergen after being disqualified race one and then winning race two okay let's go with the Sunday press conference at the thrifty Newcastle 500 and uh, no shortage of things to talk about off the back of that one. We've got Shane Van Gisbergen, our race winner today. Nicely done, Shane. And uh, alongside him, Chas Mostert and uh, Davey Reynolds. First of the press conference today, Dave. So well done to you. Uh, we'll start with the man in the middle. I might try and get the questions to the journos nice and quick today. So I'll open it up off the back of uh, directing my questions to Shane. Uh, Shane, uh, bouncing back, uh, I imagine there was a bit of disappointment with the team today. So did that yep. make today's race win even a little bit sweeter? Yeah, so basically just repeat what I said on track. Like, thanks to my team, our cars were awesome. Um, but yeah, all our talking was done on the track today. So thank you. There was a uh, little... No, mate, it's a press conference. We've got to ask you questions. There was obviously that battle at turn nine between yourself and Chaz. Uh, can you talk us yeah. through it just from your point of view? All the talking was done on track today. Mate, thank come you. on. Are you serious? Yes. It's a press conference. There's a room full of journalists. We don't get you at any other point of the weekend. Yep. You've come up here to answer questions. It's not even a hard question. Okay. It's a fair question. Can okay. you talk us through the move at turn nine? Yeah, it happened. Our talking was done on the track today. Thank you. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Would you like me to open it up to the journalists now for a few more questions, Shane? I'm done. Same answer. Okay. Well, then, if anyone else would like a, uh, an opportunity to ask Shane a question, be my guest. Shane, do you think this helps your image or promotes supercars by being this obstinate with the press? Uh, I don't know. Like, I tried to just knuckle down and focus, and then I said a lot of stuff yesterday tried to open up a bit more and maybe it's bit me in the ass. so I just focus on driving. Oh, I said the truth about the cars, I guess, and tried to be honest and it goes down the wrong way, so I focus on my driving. My world. <laughs> yeah. Where's the pressure coming from? Where, where do you feel like you're being uh, pushed? Is it from I, I the press? I just want to focus on my driving, man, and that's when I do best. Ooh, I've never heard him like that. I mean, eh? 10 minutes of press conference, not including Shane Van Gisbergen. So, mm. he's come under fire from Mark Scaife, who's obviously a big part of the broadcast and, and a supercar legend himself. And he said it is the Kiwis' response. Just chucked in Kiwi there. Mm, of course, it's the Kiwis' responsibility to communicate with the fans through media. When you're a champion, you have an ambassador's role in the sport. And although you might not want to make any more comment, you actually have a duty as a custodian of the sport to say 
what you need to say about the results and what's gone on. We've been in some pretty tense press conferences over the years uh, and blokes have been fined and stuff's gone on. And that's part of the history and the rivalry and the authenticity of what we do. Now, whether he agrees, he won't be liking disqualification from yesterday. He comes in today angry about how it is, but there's a duty of care. There's something about being a champion driver and the ambassador for the sport. If you're a media person from anywhere in this country and you want to comment about supercar racing, you go to Shane Van Gisbergen. He's got a duty under that scenario as one of the highest paid, the absolute bloke who's been the benchmark operator. There's no one in the industry that in any way, shape or form would ever contend on his driving talent and his incredible talent is extraordinary. But you do have responsibility off the track. You have a duty, and that behaviour is not right. Pretty, pretty scathing from scathe. Pretty scathing. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, um, and would actually love people who are fans of supercars and Shane Van Gisbergen to to ring us up because, like, we love him as a champion. You know, like, love to see him winning titles, and and it was great to see him get another win on the weekend. But we've had this conversation a lot. Um, on air about rugby players and their unwillingness to to use the media and talk to the media. My, I always go back to that point of if you don't if you don't want to have everything outside of just driving, if you don't want to do the media, you don't want to have to speak to journalists, you don't want to have to do you know um, sort of engagement things. Go race cars for fun on a Saturday morning with your mates. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be a professional athlete, there's certain things that come with that, certain responsibilities. That's why you're getting paid a million bucks or whatever you're getting paid, you know? Um, whether or not people like the media, whether or not they like um, the way that stories are handled and the questions that are asked, et cetera, it is a part of the sport. It is a part of generating interest. It's a part of generating um, money. So, yeah, I, I am a big Shane Van Gisbergen fan, but I think that was a screen to me of a little bit, of being a little bit childish, to be fair. Yeah, he's never been comfortable in interviews. Nah. Like, I've never seen... he's. He, it's not that he's not relatable, but you can tell he's not comfortable. Mm. Like I'm a driver, man. I don't, I don't want to do interviews and all that sort of stuff. But comes a time you got to bite the bullet. When you think about, well, I'm always lauding motorsport as having some of the greatest characters and some of the greatest interviews we've done. And when you think about the, um, you know, the likes of Greg Murphy and Craig Glowns and all these people I've interviewed over my career, and, and then people like Marcus Armstrong, um, Scotty McLaughlin, uh, the motorbike guys, Billy Fraser, who's an up and coming driver. They're so engaging and so interesting, and, mm. they, and they're taught it from a young age, but it's just like something that Shane Van Gisburg doesn't want to do. And I think he could have talked about it, saying, yeah, maybe yesterday I said some things I shouldn't have said and it bit me on my ass, and I'm sorry for doing that. You know, I, I've got to be, do what Artie did after the, after the throat slit gesture. I'm better than that. I'm a leader. I'm a this, I'm a that. Mm. He could do something like that. Yeah, it's just... I feel like it's easy to say, I just want to be a race car driver. I just want to be a rugby player. I don't want to have to do, like, I don't want to say anything that might give me trouble. But like I said, that's just not the reality, unfortunately, for Shane Van Gisbergen. And uh, he's going to have to front the media again. Well, I don't know if there's a race this weekend, but I'm assuming, you know, press conference coming up, he's going to have to sit in it and do the I same do, thing. Do, but The guy that started talking, and I don't know who he was, Yeah, he was antagonising from the start, though. He was baiting. He was, you he, think so? Yeah. In what way? Oh, just just the way he spoke to him, you know? Just the way he spoke about, we've got this guy, this guy, this guy. So, Jane, I'll start. 
and and then he oh no, but I think he was he was actually leading the press conference. So I was doing some reading. I think his name's Chad Nylon or someone Nylon or something or Nylon, whatever his name. Is. Apparently, very very respected journalist. And so I think Scaife might even said he's a good journalist. He asks good questions. But I think he was just leading. And then because this is what press conferences do, they they ask a couple of lead questions and then they open the floor to the journalists. You guys start, but they sort of get them going with a couple of easy ones. And it was a pretty easy question. Like must be pretty good to bounce back, you know, from the disappointment over the week. He must be pretty happy with it today. You know, it's. I don't think that's a hard question, but you know, he was obviously just in a he was in a bad mood. Let's yeah. be honest, he was in a pretty bad mood. Jamie Gisberg with the media. <laughs> yeah, Michael's rang up about uh, Gizzy. I think Michael. Yeah, Stephanie. I I don't know whether you guys watched. I watched most of that second race, right? And when um, Van Gisberg and passed Mostert, um, Mostert's tyres were gone, right? And and and, and Van Gisberg was always going to get him. And he got him on a corner, and he, he didn't even give him a nudge. He just briefly touched the back of his car, and immediately the commentators honed in on it like he'd put him into the wall, right? Mm. And and Van Gisburn, um, um cleared, out, cleared out from Mostert. Mostert got up behind Shane again and gave him a nudge, like, hey, you did it to me, I'm doing it to you. Mostert was a bit of a bigger nudge. Um, and the whole time, it was like there was this big thing that, is Van, Van Gisbergen going to get DQ'd again for a second race in a row? And it's, it, it was almost like this is what we want to see because he's come out and he won most of it last year. He absolutely smashed them in both races if you look at the driving, right? Mm. The cars were not good. His feet were getting burnt. Um, the whole the whole thing, like he came from fifth on the grid, I think, or sixth on the grid at the start of the race, and he just went out and did it out of sheer skill. And I reckon that was a stupid question from that media guy because they're trying to... I, I get what Sam's saying, but the guy was trying to make something out of nothing, right? Trying to bait him. And that's my view on it, right? And, and if you watch the race, there was a whole lot of stuff going on in that whole race. Eh? It was more than they're trying to make one little isolated incident out of something that was, was never there to be an incident, right? Mm. Yeah. And, 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 and Van Gisbergen's probably in a position now where... He's the tall poppy, okay? He's a Kiwi. He's smashing the Aussies to bits. They hate it on a good day, right? And if he carries on like he did um, in this first opening race and that car he's got, his car was streets ahead of everyone else's. setup was streets ahead of everyone else. Um, they, they managed their tyres to perfection. They, they short-fueled him um, in the race so that he got back out where he needed to. Um, he was His tyres were 12 laps better than the other guy. It was a complete and utter domination of a race. And there's no doubt in the second race, mate, he had a point to prove, eh? Is, he was he was he was tunnel vision. Is he is he like is part of his greatness his tire preservation skills? I think he's um yeah, that is part of it. I think he knows how to he knows how to make a car um a, a knows how to drive a car and he's got you know it's his preservation but it's his team that whole team is just like at the top of their game do you know what i mean like yeah. he he preserves the tires but he would have i'm sure and i don't know the intricacies of it but you can sort of look at it he would have been part of the decision making process about when he pitted i mean i think it's feeney as his stable mate like he was second in the first race like there were streets ahead of him you know so i i just think he's become He's become the beat-up guy, you know? And, and and if they're not careful, he'll do what McLaughlin's done and, and, and he'll just go to he'll just go and race cars somewhere else. He's got nothing left to prove there, eh? No, nah, he's... 
He's he's unreal to watch. And, and, and let's be honest, Steffi, I'm not being you know, merciless to the media, but some media people ask some dumb questions sometimes, mate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like you can understand why some of these athletes get um, upset with some of the dumb questions. I mean, the tennis ones are the worst, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but, but it's, I don't know. I just think it's, it's that what he did was probably not right. But I would have been, if I was him after Saturday, I'd have been in a bad mood too, you know? And there's only one way he was like, there's no point crying over it. And he didn't bleep too much about it. He just went out and did what he had to do. And that was smash them in the second race. And it was a, it was a hammering, mate. It was like, it was like 12 seconds ahead or something. Mm. Like, you know? And when they shortened the race, like it went down from ninety five laps to to um it went down from ninety seven laps down to uh, ninety two I think because there was a collision on the first on the second uh, lap or the first lap actually and they the car moved the wall so um at, 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 at half past four race control come out so he's planned a strategy to catch Mostert right and all of a sudden he's told oh no at, at eighteen minutes past five that'll be the last lap and plus one more really. <laughs> <laughs> he made that decision at half past four, right at the end of the race, rather than after the incident occurred at the beginning. So the whole team had no chance to plan that this might get shortened. Seriously, mm. I can see why Van Gisbergen was passed. Day like everything in his mind, they're conspiring against him now, yeah. and I get that. Yeah, best but thing. Anyway. Keep winning, keep winning. Good stuff. Thanks. Oh, that, and that, and that, and that, that just shuts the argument down, Steffi, right? Yeah. You keep winning, and and that's just that's just performance on the field, right? Yeah. And I think he's in a probably a game this year in a different league, right? Like the way he drove that car that he's never driven in a race before against all the Mustang guys. That, I mean, yeah, they're all Gen Three cars and all of that, but. Um, Mate, it was a pretty awesome performance, though. Yeah, he's a stunning, stunning driver. Bang on. Good oh, st- mate, he's, he's at the top of his game, you know, like he's probably one of New Zealand's top sportsmen at the moment and probably doesn't get the um, doesn't get the recognition that... Um, if he was a golfer, right, he'd have a whole different recognition, be a whole different level, you know? Yeah, yeah. bang on, bang um, on. All good. Okay. <clears throat> good Thanks, stuff, mate. Michael. Cheers, buddy. Uh, let's yeah. go and talk to Justin. G'day, Justin. How are you going, Steffi? Hey, um, I think Sam is sort of missing the point with um, he's probably because the uh the, the first race is under protest, he's probably not allowed to say anything. So he um, with, with team orders and everything, so mm. it's probably why he never said anything. Uh, you could tell he was pissed off though. But um, I think the worst thing with supercars is the fans and uh and whoever runs the supercar website, because man, I tell you what, they do a lot of gaslighting on that site and um. They incite a lot of rivalry, and some of the some of the crap you read on those on the Facebook site when it comes to supercars is just absolute toxic. It's like I, I hope I hope some of the folks don't uh, I hope some of the folks yeah don't read don't read the uh, Facebook page because there's some pretty horrific stuff written on there by the fans. Is it really like bagging the drivers? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's just, just you know like. There's only so much. You, you, I guess you could have a pretty thick skin to do that sort of job, but um, when you get continually called a cheat and a grub and all that sort of stuff, you know, a thousand times a day by, you know, by couch potatoes, pretty much they've got no real knowledge of anything involved in the sport. Oh, you know, it would affect me. So those guys, you know, they're only young fellas. So 
Yeah, they've got to vent at some stage, I suppose. Yeah, that's it, mate. I've actually just watched the pass actually on a repeat or the highlights package on the supercar website, and Giz hardly touched him, but Mostert gave yeah, him a decent shot. Yeah. You know, there's nothing in it, but man, the old commentators lit up. So, yeah, there's a lot of gaslighting goes on in that series. Yeah, there is. There sure is. <laughs> and, and they are determined men. Good stuff. Good stuff, Justin. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers, mate. Just don't watch the Warriors, Justin, if that's how you feel about oh. Aussie commentators. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah. have I got a surprise for you. Yeah. Block a roach on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, there's some, man, the Aussies are just unbearable sometimes. They will give them that. And I'm. It's so good to see Giz shove it to them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't follow supercars that closely, Steph, but if, if um, what Justin's saying is that the fans, you know, are sort of anti him and think he's a, a prick and that, I just love that he goes out and beats them. That is fantastic. Yeah. Makes me happy. Someone's just, uh, Mark's just texting saying, Steffi, Giz is that good a driver. Two weeks ago, he was flying around Western Springs in a sprint car. <laughs>